Hi friends, Ian here. I'm one of the pastors at St. Moses Church in the heart of Baltimore City, and we're just coming to you again with uh, Every Day with St. Moses, a podcast we've created during this global pandemic uh, in order to keep us connected to one another and to help us remain deeply rooted in Christ. Uh, this morning, it's a privilege to have a guest podcaster. This is uh, one of our elders, Renee Newman, and I'm delighted uh, that you'll get to hear from her this morning. So the next voice you hear will be Renee's. Hey, St. Mose. It's Renee this morning. The passage that I've chosen for reflection this morning is Psalm 136. And it's a psalm that was designed to be call and response to groups on opposite sides of the room calling out to one another. One calling out the history of God and the way that he has been with his people. And the other group repeating the refrain, for his steadfast love endures forever. And so I've asked a helper to help me read the passage this morning. Hello. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. For steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of gods. For his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the Lord of lords. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who alone does great wonders. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who by understanding made the heavens. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who spread out the earth on the waters. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who made the great lights. For his steadfast love endures forever. The sun to rule over the day. For his steadfast love endures forever. The moon and stars to rule over the night. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck Egypt through their firstborn. For his steadfast love endures forever. And brought Israel out from among them. For his steadfast love endures forever. With a strong hand and an outstretched arm. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who divided the Red Sea in two. For his steadfast love endures forever. And made Israel pass through the midst of it. For his steadfast love endures forever. But overthrew Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who led his people through the wilderness. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who struck down great kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. And killed famous kings. For his steadfast love endures forever. Sihon, king of the Amorites. For his steadfast love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan. For his steadfast love endures forever. And gave their land as a heritage. For his steadfast love endures forever. A heritage to his servant Israel. For his steadfast love endures forever. It is he who remembered us in our lowest state. For his steadfast love endures forever. And rescued us from our foes. For his steadfast love endures forever. Who gives food to all flesh. For his steadfast love endures forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven. For his steadfast steadfast love love endures forever. I've been struck in the past few weeks how many new resources have popped up on social media and in my inbox especially in the Christian circles that I'm connected with. New blogs, new newsletters, podcasts, video resources. And it makes sense because as people and as Christians, we have that impulse to bring meaning and to find interpretation for what feels large and 
chaotic and uncertain. But the truth is that even as we try to find words and make sense and bring interpretation and meaning and answers, there are a lot of answers we don't have and won't have for a long time. There's a lot we don't know about how this crisis will unfold from day to day and from week to week. And there's a lot we don't know about how God will be at work in it, how he'll show up. There are a lot of promises we can't make about what will or will not happen. We're still in that second quarter and the desire to do the post-game analysis is strong. The truth is also that when we're under stress, as some of us maybe are experiencing more than others, or panic, which some of us may be experiencing at different points throughout the day or the week, finding more words or having very rational answers doesn't always get in to our brains to bring the kind of soothing that we need. If you've ever had a panic attack or walked someone through a panic attack, you may have encountered this technique that is often used to help someone in the midst of panic when their brain is kind of firing off with worry and overwhelming emotion. The technique is to ask the person to look around the room and choose five things that they can see and and name them for you. And as I read through this psalm and reflected on it this week, it struck me that this is what the people of Israel were doing. I've always read it before as a little bit triumphalistic and trying to rally the troops and stir up emotional fervor for God. But this week, I heard it differently. It sounded more like people in the midst of uncertainty, clinging to the things that were concrete that they knew God had already done. And so in reflection, in time with Jesus this week, I want to offer to us permission not to have answers, not to feel hopeful at every moment, and not to try to preemptively override the panic, the worry, or the despair, but to meet it and engage with it, to allow those feelings to come up and to bring our own list of the things that we know God has done in our lives. Maybe make a list of five things, concrete and tangible ways that you know God has showed up in the past and met you. Because while we don't know exactly how this will play out or how he will meet us, we don't know if we can promise that certain people will or won't be spared. We do know what God has done in the past and that can bring us back down to earth. And we know that his steadfast love has endured through countless generations and will endure forever. Another note about that, as I was reflecting on that phrase, I noticed having to read it over and over again, that each time I read it, I had a slightly different response. And if I'm being honest, I confess that at the very beginning, as I was reading it, my reaction was, not hopeful or positive, but defiant and angry, doubtful and confrontative with God. And I think that is the beauty of this kind of psalm, which sometimes can feel tedious to me having to read the same line over and over and over again, is that it gives me enough time to have every reaction that I need to have 
of doubt, of anger, of defiance, and slow surrender, and to allow that word to finally sink in and get into the place in my soul where God can provide me comfort and and balm with that promise. So I just want to offer you permission, encouragement, and an invitation to read through this psalm Uh, even if it feels tedious to repeat the same phrase over and over again, and to give yourself permission to experience the wide range of reactions that you might have in honesty with God and his presence, and allow him to slowly work that word all the way down into the depths of your soul. I miss you all so very much and cannot wait to be with you again.